Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! This is where I park company with the folks out there, especially the media, who is treating this event last night and this at-bat like it's an epic at-bat. First off, there is, let's define epic. There is no such thing. It might be unique, but let's define epic. There's no such thing as an epic abat on March 22nd. Okay? Let's, let's call it like we see it. Nobody, nobody. Uh, you know, when I think of epic at-bats, I'm thinking Gibson and Eckersley. I'm thinking Mookie Wilson, Bob Stanley. I'm thinking Joe Carter, Mitch Williams. That's an epic at-bat. Okay? That is an at-bat where there's a lot on the line. There's, there's tension with every pitch. Uh, there's a lot of foul balls. Uh, the at-bat lasts a while. That is the definition of an, of an epic at-bat. Mike Trout had absolutely no chance to hit Otani last night in that ninth inning. And that's due to Otani throwing 102 miles an hour. So I'm not trying to deny that. And I'm not trying to get on Trout. But the fact that he swung and missed and did not even hit a foul ball, didn't tip a ball is not the definition of an epic at-bat, which is where I read all day today. I mean, well, boy, what an epic at-bat. The great Otani and the great Trout. Oh, come on, stop, please. It's an exhibition game. Not for Otani, but in the big picture of the sport, it's an exhibition game. Let's not make this out to be some incredible... Now, it's bigger than batting practice out in Tempe. Don't get me... But it's, uh, let's, let's calm down with the magnitude of... Of the at-bat. I mean, I can't believe some of the things I read today. And you're going to bring up the fact that it's great theater? The, it's not great theater to me. And nobody, nobody loves baseball more than I do. Nobody. And I got the scars to prove it. And the resume. Nobody loves baseball more than I do. And you're not going to convince me under any circumstances that that at-bat was one of the great at-bats in the history of Major League Baseball. I understand the uniqueness of it. Teammates, Otani, Trout, Otani, you know, uh, right now the face of the sport. And we all know where Trout is. And one of the all-time greats, all-time, uh, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. All-time is DiMaggio Mays. Let's, let's be careful. But he's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. So I, I do understand that aspect of it. But you are not going to convince me under any circumstances. On, and I saw it and I watched a lot of games. So I'm qualified. You are not going to sit there and tell me that any at-bat in the bottom of the ninth inning, and by the way, he wasn't the game-winning, if you want to just go by specifics, he wasn't the game-winning run. There was nobody on base. Mookie Betts killed the inning with a double play. There was nobody on base. If he hit a home run, the game isn't over, nor is the tournament. So, the, I mean, when Thompson hit the home run against Branca, they were losing and they won. Okay? When Carter hit the home run against Williams, they were losing, then they won. When Gibson hit the home run against Eckersley, they were losing, then they won. When Mookie had the at-bat against Stanley, they were losing, then they won. This is not the case. Even if he hits the ball to Fort Lauderdale, it's 3-3. So, I mean, and again, if you have an at-bat that you are going to classify if you are a writer or Joe Davis, which went way over the top, if you are going to be one of those guys who is going to classify this at-bat as one of the all-timers, can it last more than five pitches? Can the hitter at least make, can, can he at least 
tip the ball? Can he hit a loud foul ball? Can he hit a foul ball back to the screen where he just misses it? Can I have that kind of drama in the at-bat? That is the definition of an epic at-bat, okay? Not what we saw last night. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm praising Otani for what he did. He's in there in the ninth inning in a spring training game, essentially, in March. That doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot to the rest of us. It means a lot to him, which is fair. Japan, prove they belong. I understand. And he goes out there, and he blows away a teammate. So for Otani and the folks living in Japan, outstanding. Good for you. But don't sit there and tell me in Connecticut, who's a huge baseball fan, that this is something that's going to go down in the history of the sport because that's a bunch of nonsense. And that offends me. That offends me. Number two, all right? And this is back to the U.S. team. Tim Anderson, this is my World Series. Trout after the game. I've never had more fun playing baseball. This has been tremendous. Trey Turner, the greatest hit of my life. You know, I'm proud to wear the American, you know, wear the American U.S. uniform. Calm down, okay? Because if this game was on that kind of stature, and I understand the players liked it, but if you want to sit there and you want to tell me whether you're a writer, a player, a broadcaster, a coach, a manager, if you are going to sit there or a guy who's just going to you know, wave the pom-poms out like Steve Phillips, if you are going to do that, we should put Phillips on today because like we had a big fight on TV. But if you are sitting, 5 o'clock, Eddie, if you're going to sit there and you are going to claim that this is the case, I want two questions answered. And when you can answer them favorably, I'll shut up. The first question is, if this game is on that level, why is Merrill Kelly starting for the U.S. team? This is a journeyman, quote-unquote, at best. If this game is the sort of game that the proponents of it are going to go wax poetic, it's the greatest thing in the world, this is the greatest thing I've ever been involved in, what a, what a, uh, uh, what a moment, U.S. uniform. The U.S. started Merrill Kelly. They didn't start Jacob DeGrom. They didn't start Max Scherzer. They didn't start Dylan Cease. They didn't, start, they didn't start Garrett Cole. They didn't start Clayton Kershaw. They started Merrill Kelly. That's the first thing. Second thing, if this game, as a lot of the folks in the United States and writers want, want you to think, if this game is on this level, wow, we all have to watch. What a job for baseball. Answer me this question, and I want a good answer. The game was on FS1. It wasn't on Fox. Why? If this game is classified as an an event that is Otani Trout. That is unbelievable. And don't sit there and tell me that Fox had some great schedule, a presidential debate. Go look at the lineup last night. They had nothing on. Nothing. And if you're going to sit there and tell me that Fox, you know, sports, well, daytime, weekday, weekday sports, nonsense. The Big East semifinals, Creighton and Xavier, Friday night on Fox. On Fox. On Fox. On Fox. So if you are going to tell me that this is the biggest game, and I'm offended by it. I'm a baseball fan. I care about all the games. I care about postseason. I care about World Series. I go to the All-Star game. Not that that means anything. I go to postseason games. I do hours upon hours of it. Spring training all over the place. For years. My own dime half the time. Florida. Obviously Arizona. Taking producers. Taking this show on the road. So this is not some guy who hates baseball. 
But if you are going to tell me that the game last night in that ballpark uh, between Japan and the U.S., if your big theme today is that this was an unbelievable, gargantuan, bigger than life, how do you miss it? Otani Trout, if you are going to go in that direction, and what a moment, WBC, what a tournament, bigger than a World Series, most important game I've ever played. If you're going to go in that direction, here's the, again, two answers, please. This goes to Tim Anderson, this goes to Trout, this goes to Steve Phillips, this goes to anybody. Two answers. Number uh, Tom Berducci, two answers. Merrill Kelly was your starting pitcher. You cannot tell me that this is an unbelievable event, huge moment when the starting pitcher is a diamondback journeyman. You can't tell me that. That's not fair. That's, that is an offense to me as a sports fan. Okay? That's an offense. That would be like telling me that Lakers Bucks in a playoff game is the must watch you have to watch and LeBron and Giannis don't play. You can't tell me that. And number two, when they went out of their way to give you Creighton and Xavier on a Friday night with Gus and Raph at Madison Square Garden on a Friday night. Creighton and Xavier. The game last night was on that best one. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.